I V M. Hi, I'm Utsav, a behavior researcher by training and a slow traveler by passion. Postcards from Nowhere is a travel podcast where I condense a decade of travel experiences and explore not just the where but also the why and how to travel. My stories emerge from slow traveling the less explored parts of the world: Bosnia and Herzegovina, Armenia, Uzbekistan, and even China. At the end of each story, I give practical tips and new ideas about how to travel better. This week, in the 11th episode of the series Ireland Untraveled, we follow the story of an American aviation pioneer, an 8-year-old Irish girl with a microscope, the hidden mental health crisis of Northern Ireland, and the ability of nature to heal us. On 20th May 1932, a 34-year-old woman set off from Newfoundland, the easternmost province of Canada. She intended to fly to Paris in a single-engine Lockheed Vega 5B. In a flight lasting 14 hours and 56 minutes, she contended with strong northerly winds, icy conditions, and mechanical problems. On 21st May, she landed in Conchal. though it was nowhere near paris instead she was just outside the city of derry in northern ireland her landing was a landmark event she made aviation history as the first woman to fly solo across the atlantic the world knew her as amelia earhart 5 years later flying over the central pacific ocean she disappeared a year and a half later she was declared dead but her disappearance remains one of the world's greatest unsolved mysteries In Derry as Amelia crash landed one of the last things she would have seen beneath her plane would have been the river foil which divides the city of Derry it remains a primarily catholic dominated city in a predominantly protestant country the city has been largely considered the birthplace of the troubles and saw heavy militarization and widespread unrest Derry also lies right on the border of Ireland and Northern Ireland Amelia would have been oblivious to all this in all likelihood she would have been oblivious to the invisible border to the sorrow and trauma of its residents to the shrapnel that lay across the fields amelia though would not have been flying alone she would have had winged companions the curlews they are birds with long slender down curved bills and mottled brown plumage they have long held a place in irish history as a marker of the cruel and melancholy passing of time with all its irrevocable changes the curlew's cry has shape shifted into a mournful lament an elegy for all that is lost for centuries it has been taken as a sign of unbidden sorrow yet to come their cries are steeped in foreboding they carry disaster and grief and a group of curlews is called a curfew but most of those who lived in derry were more attuned to a different kind of curfew amelia landed in a field right above the house of Kerry Nee Docorty a young girl born in 1983 the year which marked the midpoint of the troubles amelia would have seen the landscape of derry with stillness and hope where scary saw it coated with blood worry and loss she witnessed bloodshed on the streets of derry mass shootings car bombings and routine beatings on the streets as an 8 year old the carnage and madness would have driven her insane but for a gift she was given a microscope and suddenly the boring garden in her home sprang to life it opened up the world of nature 
She embraced the bees, the bugs, the creepy crawlies and the spiders. She lost herself in the world of moths, butterflies and dragonflies. When the world writes about the history of conflicts, we tend to focus on national, religious or community narratives. In sweeping strokes, we weave the history for an audience who wants to make sense of decades in a matter of hours. But what about the 8-year-old girl who saw bombings and bloodshed? Where is the space for her story? But what about her losses? The sense of self, her place in the world, her history, culture and identity. When whole streets are burned down and the face of a city changes beyond recognition, do we notice the disconnect from the natural world? All through the troubles and the fragile peace that followed, there had been another trouble brewing. Ireland's unwilding. About a third of Ireland's species are threatened with extinction, predominantly due to global warming, habitat loss, pollution, and unsustainable use of resources. A number of species without urgent action would disappear entirely. One of them is the curlew. Across the border from Derry in County Donegal, on the outskirts of the village of Falkara, lies a stone bridge. It's known as the Bridge of Sorrows. During the 19th and 20th centuries, Ireland witnessed mass migration. Families would walk to the bridge with loved ones who were leaving home to escape famine and poverty, hoping for a better life in America, Canada and Australia. In those times, the chances of parents ever seeing their children again were practically non-existent as the journey was long, hazardous and expensive. There was also the understanding that many of those who took the trip would never make it, dying of sickness and disease on ships transporting them in appalling conditions. In the 21st century, Ireland sends so many species across the bridge, as does the rest of the world. Kerry was facing a double whammy, the loss of the natural world and the loss of humans. The suicide rate in Northern Ireland is the highest in the UK and one of the highest in the world. More people have now died through suicide since the Good Friday Agreement than were killed in political violence during the Troubles. Of the 28 countries that participated in the World Mental Health Survey in 2017, Northern Ireland had the highest rate of PTSD or post-traumatic stress disorder. So many who grew up during the Troubles carried massive trauma with them. They buried it for the sake of fragile peace. But as things started to get better, they started to come to terms with their demons. The past which has not been dealt with keeps resurfacing. Kerry had the additional challenge of being a child of a mixed Catholic Protestant marriage and hence no side would lay claim to her. Her vexed identity coupled with trauma of having her home petrol bombed turned her suicidal, a feeling she lived and battled for years. And while she did finally seek therapy, she had a constant companion right from the day the 8-year-old girl held the microscope in her hand. Nature She thought of roots, kinship and community. She thought of the community beneath our feet. Trees talk to one another. No tree is left behind and in times of need, the goodness held inside them is shared with the sick tree. She grew up along the coast and as she moved to Scotland, she embraced the water. She threw her thin, tired body into it. She swam in grey churning waves and swam in placid waters. She camped all along the west coast of Scotland. It helped her, but she felt the need to return to Derry. She needed to go back across the borders of the past and displace them one by one, undoing her deep-seated fears. She returned to Derry and embraced nature yet again. 
एवरी बर्ड गोल्ड फिंच वूपसवान ऑस्टर कैचर व्हाइट लेडी पीकॉक कर्ल यू हेल्ड द प्रोमिस ऑफ एन एस्केप फ्रॉम द प्रेजेंट मोमेंट अ न्यू पाथ ऑफ फ्लाइट एवरी बटरफ्लाई एंड मॉथ स्पोक ऑफ होप एंड द पोटेंशियल फॉर अनरिकोगनाइजेबल चेंज द एट ईयर ओल्ड कैरी ग्रू अप टू बिकम अ नेचर राइटर इन ट्वेंटी ट्वेंटी हर डेब्यू बुक थिन प्लेसिस वॉज शॉर्ट लिस्टेड फॉर द वेन राइट प्राइज विच फॉर्म्स द बेसिस ऑफ दिस एपिसोड one passage of the book stayed with me where kerry talks about grief grief is a country that has no definite border lines and that recognizes no single trajectory it is a space that did not exist before your loss and that will never disappear from your map no matter how hard you rub at the charcoal lines you are changed utterly and your personal geography becomes yours and yours only as you go through the journey of life time and again grief will be a companion which will make its presence felt we must seek refuge in nature for it is a place which does not heal us it only holds us and lets us in as kerry notes places only hold us close enough that we can finally see ourselves reflected back if you like this podcast don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the ibm network You can listen to us on the IBM Podcast app or ibmpodcast.com. You can also follow us on our social media. We are at IBM Podcasts on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to reach out to me, I am Utsav Memory on Twitter and YB Travel Forty Two on Instagram.